Welcome to Postscript, the American Society for Pharmacy Law podcast. My name is Henry Hine, and I'll be your host today. The American Society for Pharmacy Law, ASPL, has an annual conference in the fall entitled Developments in Pharmacy Law. We focus on presenting and using expert speakers the latest and most important developments in pharmacy law each year. This year, we have over two dozen speakers presenting at the conference. The conference is held this year, November 3 through 6 in Naples, Florida. Attendees can receive up to 15 hours of CE in pharmacy or law. And if you need both, you can get 15 hours of pharmacy and law continuing education. For registration, please go to ASPL.org. In this podcast series, we are featuring a few of the conference speakers with two goals in mind. First, we'd like to go more in-depth about their background, because we as uh, participants in listening to the speakers, we quite often don't get uh, as much detail as we might like from the speaker of their background and where they are in their career. And then secondly, just a little tidbit about what they're going to speak about during the conference. Today, we are honored to have as our guest, Scott Pace, partner and owner, Impact Management Group, Cavanaugh Pharmacy. Thank you for joining us, Scott. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. All right. So before we start talking about your presentation, and as I just indicated, we'd like to hear a little bit more about your background and where you are now professionally. So what is your position at this time? Certainly. Well, I'm a partner at a group called Impact Management Group, which is a government relations and consulting uh, organization in Little Rock, Arkansas. Uh, I advise uh, healthcare clients um, uh, in multiple different sectors, but with a heavy emphasis on pharmacy. Uh, work with a lot of national pharmacy groups, but also a lot of state-based advocacy groups uh, in Arkansas. Um, and in addition, my wife and I um, own uh, two independent retail pharmacies in the state of Arkansas. So in addition to kind of helping craft policy, uh, we, we operate and uh, our clinicians in those uh, in those stores as well to put that policy into action. So uh, we, we get the best of both worlds. Wow. So I, I heard the term government relations. That's very interesting. That's a euphemism for being a lobbyist. <laughs> All right. The, um, so, so how did you end up, you know, how, how do you come down your career path and um, you know, give us a little more background, a little history, where you've been, how you got here? Sure. Well, um, I went to pharmacy school first, uh, graduated a little over 20 years ago with my PharmD from the University of Arkansas, and uh, then moved to Washington, D.C. and did an association uh, management residency with the National Community Pharmacist Association and really got um, a big exposure to the federal policy and regulatory environment um, and really enjoyed that. So when I moved back to Arkansas, I started working for the Arkansas Pharmacist Association and decided I wanted to further my education while I was working and went back to law school in the evening. So I was doing state association policy uh, advocacy work for the Arkansas Pharmacist Association by day and going to law school by night and uh, finished, finished up law school um, a dozen years ago now and uh, stayed on at the Pharmacist Association uh, in Arkansas for uh, another probably eight years after that, um, uh, where I was ultimately their CEO and worked on a lot of pharmacy payment issues, pharmacy practice, uh, uh, scope of practice issues, and then had a chance to leave and, and become a partner in a government relations firm that focused on pharmacy and beyond. So that's a 
that's kind of a little bit of my background to kind of mesh the healthcare and the regulatory government relations together and felt like I needed a law degree to, to do that credibly. So uh, that's, that's kind of how I got to where I am. Wow. That's amazing. So the government relations side. Yeah. So you've got the experience. You went to DC and associations and then all the way through the association down there in Arkansas. That's amazing over the years. So you're a member of ASPL. Is that correct? Uh, I've been a member of ASPL over the years. I don't know that I'm a current member this year. I probably need to uh, make sure my dues are current before uh, before the conference. <laughs> That's not a requirement to be a speaker. Um, but yeah, I've come and gone uh, with ASPL over the years too. And it's it's a great association. Helped me back way back in 82. I won the uh, writing award. Show my age there a little bit. But anyway, the it's really great that you've uh, decided to come and help. What is the name of your topic? Yeah, I'm going to be uh, doing a topic on uh, test and treating uh, in in community pharmacy. So, you know, we're in a new kind of evolutionary step in pharmacy practice where the uh, counting, pouring, licking, sticking uh, is evolving. Um, We obviously uh, have have been heavy expansion into clinical services over the last 25 years with immunization practices in the, the profession of pharmacy. But now we're moving into the testing uh, for uh, common uh, illnesses like strep and uh, influenza, COVID, really big the last several years. And then the treatment that follows on a, a positive test that are performed on these uh, CLIA wave tests. So we're going to really focus on how that's evolved, what are the clinical considerations, the workflow considerations, the legal considerations uh, in, in your pharmacy practice, uh, and really what opportunities are there for for pharmacy, not just because of the pandemic, but but beyond. And I'm, I'm excited about it. So I picked up, a, you say, test and treating. What kind of tests? I think you're coming from the Arkansas perspective. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. So I'm going to be speaking as, as to Arkansas's experience, but we'll definitely sprinkle in some you know federal authority that has been granted through uh, the PREP Act um, the last uh, year and a half as well as part of the talk. You know, um, many states have expanded uh, their practice acts uh, to allow pharmacists to be prescribers, um, either independently or in collaboration with with a physician um, a prescriber. And so Arkansas is one of those states that has given pharmacists prescriptive authority to prescribe um, under a statewide uh, protocol um, post Cleoid tests that uh, initiate or that that suggests that a therapy needs to be initiated. So. In our state, for example, uh, we can prescribe antivirals, we can prescribe antibiotics, um, and of course, the PrEP Act has given us the ability to prescribe, um, you know, Paxlovid uh, over the last, um, or the, the EUA at least, and, and the PrEP Act have given us the ability to do that uh, in, in recent months as well. So we're going to talk about all of those and, and how it's really changed, not just my practice, but the practice of pharmacy um, around around uh, the state of Arkansas. And there's really some exciting things as part of the scope of practice in Arkansas that, that we'll get to visit about as well, because it's not just those COVID and flu and strep products that uh, we've opened the door for, but really any CLIA wave uh, test uh, that, that can help to identify where, where a clinical need is for, for a prescription. So ex- excited about what that means for the future of pharmacy and, and the future of medical billing too, which is really 
um, a new a new area for pharmacists. I'm very excited to hear more at the conference from you in this area. Uh, again, as I dated myself a little earlier here, I've been around. Uh, my pharmacy degree was in the 70s, and the discussion of well, why don't pharmacists prescribe? We know more about drugs than doctors do kind of concept has been out there all along. And it sounds like here it comes and you've got some areas to tell us about there. So I'm totally excited to hear this at the conference. How would somebody contact you if they wanted to get a hold of you um, for any of the reasons that they might think of? Give whatever you might have to contact you. Uh, that would be great. Go ahead. Sure. No, I appreciate that. Well, my firm is called Impact Management Group, and my email address at the firm is uh, Pace, P-A-C-E, at impactmanagement.com. Uh, so I welcome any emails directly to my, to my work email. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on Facebook or Twitter or any of the uh, social media, uh, the big three social media platforms, as I call them. I, I'm not sure you can find me on, on Snapchat or uh Instagram with any regularity, but uh, at least Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn, you can find me there. That sounds great. We thank you, Scott, for coming on board here today, and we definitely look forward to hearing you uh, more at the conference. Well, thanks so much, Henry. It's a pleasure. Yep. All right. And I want to thank all the listeners here today for listening to Postscript, the American Society for Pharmacy Law podcast. Uh, reminding our fall conference in development in pharmacy law is November 3rd through 6th in Naples, Florida. To register or see the agenda, you can go to ASPL.org. This is Henry Hine, and we thank you for listening.